Honestly, yeah. Are you, I, seriously, are you staying with us tonight or what? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you guys made me feel bad. No, I'm just <clears throat> I uh I'm honestly fried. I've been sitting in this chair for the last 6 hours and 15 minutes. Welcome to another episode of Five Idiots Talking Toys. I'm Shane, and we're here with our Collectors Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. You can be listening on your favorite podcast app or joining us in the video show on YouTube. We appreciate you. Please subscribe to the channel, comment, let us know what you think. Let's bring the boys in right now. We've got John. Charles is not here. Faked you out. Brandon and Christopher <laughs> is here. Oh. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hi. What's going on? So, hi. Good. We have a show. We talk about we collecting. Yep, yep. So, <clears throat> modern, vintage, different lines. We all collect a, a little bit of different stuff, but we all kind of our bread and butter is is vintage Star Wars, right? What is the topic for tonight? I'm going to throw it over to to John. John, we we try to think of different topics within the collector community, within the collector hobby. Um, I feel like inevitably everybody ends up being a buyer and seller. You know, everybody would love to trade as well. It's kind of fun to trade. I found it extremely hard to trade and, and it ends up not being worth it. You know, if you if you have something you want to go, you know, give up, just sell it. If you want something, just buy it. It ends up being a lot easier. But uh, everybody ends up being buyers and sellers just because it's fun to have things go in and out and get some new stuff. And you can't keep everything. We've all learned. So what's tonight's yeah. topic, John? So tonight's topic is selling to a seller. Um, what, you know, all the different aspects of that. I mean, I've had an experience. I've had experiences a couple of times here recently that uh, people don't want to sell to people who <clears throat> resell the item. Mm. I don't know if it's some attachment they have to what they're selling or whatever, but um, but I've noticed that a lot uh, with people when I go to look at a collection or when I go to look at just one or two items, they don't want to sell to a seller. And I don't understand that hang up, you know, because once you've released an item into someone else's possession in exchange for money or goods or services. It's not yours anymore. So let me, let me kind of, I'm hearing what you're saying. Let me kind of throw a question over in Chris's direction. Um, do you think that just at, at the face value that might have something to do with, uh, you know, a, a random person, a given person might just feel like they're, they're kind of getting taken a little bit, or maybe they're not getting as much as they, they think they could get somewhere else if they find out somebody is a reseller. Like they might just inherently think like, Oh, he must be lowballing me. Cause I know he's going to, he needs to make money or something. Um, something like that. You think you are 100% correct. Um, I, th <laughs> correct. I, th I think they automatically think that you're going to lowball. You're going to offer half the value. You're going to lie about their value and say, it's only worth X. And then you offer this and, you know, definitely in the world of Star Wars, you know, some of the bigger known sellers are known to to do that, to do just that, which I'm sure they do this in every hobby anyway. So I'm not just going to, you know, sit here and pinpoint Star Wars, but, you know, they do 
tend to offer a lot less. But it just, it sucks because it kind of hurts all of us because they automatically assume that that's how we all are. And it's really not. What do you mean? What do you mean they offer a lot less? Like, are you talking percentage wise? Like, are they trying to take advantage of somebody and well, offer less in the situation or what? To answer this question directly, I was offered a collection, let's just say, a year ago. And at the time, I thought I was the only person that was looking at it. I didn't know anything about it. So I, I priced it out. I gave him an offer. I want to say it was like $24,000. And he came back and he agreed instantly. So after we agreed, I said, okay, great. You know, this is good. And then he was like, yeah, I actually sent it over to uh, one of the person and they offered me 13. I go, 13? So I literally offered almost double what the other guy offered. And there was still, you know, there's still plenty enough room to make what you wanted to on that on that lot. I was able to keep some nice pieces, trade some pieces, you know, uh, with, with some friends of mine and it ended up working out. But when you're offering, like I said, 50 percent, 40 percent, that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me think and I, I think everybody is somewhat familiar with the show uh, Pawn Stars. Um, I, I'm kind of a later arrival to ever watching any of those episodes. They put some on Netflix and, you know, sometimes I just need something to throw on in the background that I don't need to watch the storyline or something. So I've seen a bunch of episodes now. Um and I know that there's been memes over the years, you know, of somebody comes in and offers, you know, wants to sell something that's worth a lot of money and they go, oh, I'll give you three bucks for it, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And that's like the running joke, because then when, you know, then when I did watch the show, it's kind of true. You know, they they offer like 30 to 50 percent of what something's worth because they're like, oh, I have overhead. Now, this is different. It's a store. It's a big business. They have employees and stuff. But that's the mentality is what I'm getting at is that anybody who watches a show like that has been kind of beaten the beaten in the head with, Oh, oh if you yeah. sell to somebody who is a seller or reseller, you know, they are going to tell you seven ways to Sunday, why they have to give you less, but that's right. not always the case. Here's the thing. It's comments. like, all right. I have two comments on that. First of all, that show is fake. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and second well, of all, it's just like storage wars. It's fake. <laughs> second of all, those people, if you walk into a store, you already know that they're going to resell an item. Mm. So you already have to have that built in. Mm. I don't know how, you know, obviously all of us sell on a Facebook group, Rogue Five Toys. Um, <laughs> but not everybody knows that if John, you know, finds somebody that's selling a collection on Facebook Marketplace, let's say, or whatever, and says, hey, I'm going to. I'm interested in your collection. You know, can you meet up and I can take a look? Sure, sure. John walks over there or drives over there, and all of a sudden, you know, the, that guy that he's buying the collection from doesn't know that John owns a store unless he's upfront about it. You know, and if the guy walks into John's store, you know, separate scenario. If that guy has a collection and walks into John's store and wants to sell it to John, that guy automatically knows that John's a reseller because he's got his own store. So they have to, yeah, they have to take. Uh, they have to know that John's not going to pay 100% on that, you know, because yeah. he's got to make money and pay the bills. A big part of that, though, is that 
how many items are actually in that collection that the person is selling. If a person is selling a collection that has like hundreds of items or even thousands of items, that's more work that you have to do, whether it's cleaning, pictures, listings, shipping it all out. So yeah, a person might offer a little bit less than they would if it was 20 items and really easy sells. Like for instance, if you get stormtroopers and you know, like, listen, stormtroopers sell very easy. I think we all know that everyone loves a loose stormtrooper. If you're getting a bunch of loose stormtroopers and Boba Fett's or whatever, just easy stuff. There's been times I've offered 90% just to make 10% on something because it's like, all right, it gives the page some life. It's some inventory. It's, you're still making a little bit of money, you know, and it's, it's, it's easy sells. So, so why not? Yeah. My margin's a little bit deeper now since I do have overhead and I know that, yes. you know, that's, that's a, an excuse and everything. But by, when I have, when I look at something now, I have to say, you know, 60% instead of 80 when it was just me in my basement, Yeah, you know, <clears throat> but still, if someone wants to sell something on eBay, they have to list it. They have to they have to take photographs of it. They can't take a photo. Well, they can take a photograph of a whole collection, but they're still they're not going to get top dollar for every piece that, that they that they want to get. And I, I went to um, uh, close to here. A friend of mine was uh, selling a collection, and I told him up front. You know, I said I can't I can't offer you more than eighty percent of what the value of it is because I'm going to sell it. You know, I can't offer you more than 80%, but I will offer you 80%. And he's like, oh, you know, well, I said, or you can just put it on eBay. You can spend time taking pictures. You can put it on eBay. Uh, you can wait seven days to sell it. And then you can wait a month to get paid less than what I'm going to offer you. Yeah. And you're still paying 15%, which is fees and stuff. Yeah. So he's yeah. made, So he's maybe making an extra 5% for all that work. So, yeah. so, so a, a toy shop that I know of, a, a guy walked in and um, recently, uh, a couple days ago, with a collection and approached the owner and said, hey, I got all this stuff. I need some quick cash. What do you give me for it? And he looked at all the stuff and he was like, this stuff that sells pretty good, like I can probably offer you 30 to 40%. And the stuff that doesn't sell, like 10 to 20 what? And the reason, and he's up front, up front the whole time because he's like, I've got so much inventory right now. He's like, I've got collections walking in the door every day. And he's like, mm -hmm. and I've got so much stuff that I can't offer you full price right now because I just got too much stuff to sell. So he's like, and it was mostly modern stuff that oh, okay, yeah, wasn't yeah. going to, yeah, it was all modern stuff. Oh, it was gotcha, Legos gotcha. and modern, like a couple NECA figures and some some uh comic-con exclusives or something like that and he was mark tape on that one john uh so it was all loose stuff or all box stuff but it was all modern and he was up front with him like hey the stuff that sells i can give you 30 percent on this other stuff that's going to sit for a while i can do 10 to 20 percent you know and he's like honestly your best bet is to go on ebay and sell all this stuff if you want top dollar for it but he's like he told him the same thing you're gonna have to take pictures you're gonna have to ship it out you're gonna pay 13 to 15 percent fees on stuff he's like it's not worth it you know so he's like take it or leave it he's like you know i'm always happy to have inventory but right now i've got so much stuff that i don't need to have it 
he told them all that same stuff, and the guy still was like, "Okay, let's do the deal." So, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some people are desperate. Yeah, people don't like have to like resellers, but at the end of the day, when when certain people are selling collections, there's only so many people that are going to come in and buy everything at one time and you know most of the time when people do sell they don't want to piece it out they don't want to do section by section they want someone to come in and buy the whole entire thing Mm -hmm. and there's been more than enough times where i've had to buy the whole collection and some of it i didn't even want some of it i knew it wasn't worth it some of it i knew was going to sit and it just was just going to be very very hard sales but it just comes along with the collection that they want someone that's going to come in and buy everything and that's 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 why they call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a couple of thoughts I had there as I'm listening to to all of you guys. Uh, first off, yeah, there's a big difference, and I'm not a store owner, but I, I mean, I've I've seen these scenarios. I've watched some shows. You know, um, if you have a store, if you have a physical location, the other thing is is not only your overhead, but it's also how long are you going to sit on certain things, like Brandon just said. Um, if, if you buy a collection, you're going to pick out some things that are going to sell easily and some that are not, but in general, all of it's going to go, you know, either in a storeroom for a little while or, or on a shelf. Let's just say there's a shelf space, right? It's going to go on the shelf. It's going to sit there. Um, you space know, is money. Right. And now Chris, the way he does his stuff is, you know, he, he only gets stuff that he knows that he can, you know, put on rogue five toys, put, put online as one of the groups and 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 sell it you know keep some of the stuff trade some of the stuff with friends and sell some stuff um he you know so he know he goes about it a little bit of a different way um john's gonna have to consider that with the new shop opening up that he you know he doesn't want to buy something that he's going to sit on for 10 months you know he's he's out that money while that item sits there and not doesn't sell you know chris is targeting a a specific audience with things he, he he thinks will sell when you have a shop it's different um the other the other thought i had uh, i'll throw it to somebody else i have to remember what my other thought was but that's a big factor too if you go if you walk into a store yeah, oh, yeah. and i think that um the stuff that i can't that i wouldn't be able to sell on rogue five there's some things um that i wouldn't be able to sell there because people just don't want it uh i think is eye candy for foot traffic at the store you know so yeah some the stuff is stuff that's big, gonna... not easy to ship, you know, too. Yeah, that and Power of the Force 2 mm. figures, you know, they're priced uh, at a level that people who are either new to collecting or just kind of toying with the idea or just for nostalgia's sake come in and go, oh, that Boba Fett's only eight bucks. You know, I'll pay eight bucks for it. Yeah. Um, because if you go to a flea market or if you go to a, um, like, an antique store or something. Have you seen the prices of some of those Power of the Force figures at antique shops? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that they're they're in that 2001 price guide or the 1999 price guide that Chris had. They you know, <laughs> think so, they're those prices still. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because a lot of people don't want to pay shipping on an $8 figure. I mean, you're paying no. 75% of what the figure's worth just for shipping alone. Um, yeah. So I do the same thing. There's a store that's a couple blocks from me, actually, that it's a comic shop, and they have probably the biggest selection of Power of the Force 2 figures. They have a whole wall full. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones that I like to get signed. So I'll just go there before I go to eBay and see which ones they got. 
pick out the mint ones or whatever when I know there's a signing going to happen, and I'll just get those signed. And then very rarely do I turn to eBay for something like that because why am I going to pay shipping on a $5 figure when I could just yeah. get it down the street, you know? Yeah, and I think the stuff that's going to sit on my shelf in the inventory is stuff I'm going to be selling on Rogue 5, you know? Um, the vintage figures. I don't know how many people are going to buy vintage figures. I don't know. I don't know what the market's like here in Chattanooga. I know that my meager collection is probably the largest selection that people have in Chattanooga for vintage figures, but I know I can sell those online. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just kind of get people in the door, generate some interest, stuff like that. So, so for instance, like there was a collection that was offered to me a few months ago and uh, he w he actually listed it on um, IC Deal or No Deal first, and you know you're listing 110 loose graded items. How many people are really going to be interested in buying 110 loose graded items? Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's not many, so you know he he didn't get a lot of action. Everyone kept on telling him to price it out, and his comments were always, "Or I don't want to price it out." I, he was he's overseas. He wanted to sell it as is, so he reached out to me, and the first question he actually asked me is, "Are you a reseller?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know, <laughs> I run my own group of, you know, of of course I'm going to be reselling this. I, who's going to buy 110 loose graded <laughs> items and think that they're going to keep all 110?" I said, yeah. "Am I going to be keeping some?" Yeah, I kept eight of them. I said, "But for the most part, I'm going to be selling these. Like no one's going to come in and buy all 110." So then he's just like, "All right, you know, I really don't want to sell to a seller." Yada yada yada. So then all of a sudden, like 12 hours later, he just hits me up and he sends me pictures and he goes, "Well." What price would you offer me? Let's just let's just start with this. I offered him a price. It was thirty percent higher than he got on any of the forums and any of the groups. And he just goes, "Oh wow, that's great." He goes, "Okay, deal." That was it. Simple. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah. You know, he, was, he thought he was going to get screwed. Thought he was going to get screwed. And that's the deal with everything. I mean, I went drove four hours to this little hole in the wall in Alabama. I mean, I, it was like. I drove down this gravel road for two miles, no lights or anything. And there's this late, this old lady had a shed full of like Star Trek figures, Batman, you know, the toy biz, Batman superheroes line, um, Star Wars, everything. But it was precious to her. Right. So she was like, um, and at the time, you know, yeah, I sold some stuff on the IC, but I wasn't like a seller or anything like that. She said, are you a seller or a collector? So I showed her my collection, you know, to convince her that I was, you know, that, I mean, not to be, I wasn't trying to be subversive or anything like that, but just to convince her that I'm not going to, I'm not doing this so I can, you know, make a ton of money. Hurt, off yeah, you. hurt you. No, yeah. Like, we're not here to hurt you. No, no. But and I gave her an offer. She accepted the offer. And, you know, we're both happy at the end of the day. She, you know, she made some money off of stuff that was just collecting dust in a shed. And uh, well, the, the, what it boils down to, though, is, you know, it's easy to say, but it's really true. What does it matter? You know, I yeah. understand that. I mean, the one the one reason that we've brought up so far is price is that, you know, you kind of think, oh, I'm only going to get 50 percent, you know, at most. Um, but in the at the end of the day, uh, if the buyer and the seller are happy with the deal, 
What does it matter? Take the sentiment, take the sentimentality out of it because you know what? what? You had this stuff in a shed for, for 20 years. Um, you don't, it doesn't, you don't need to know whether it stays together for the rest of existence or not, yeah, or it gets exactly. broken up and goes to different people in the end. They're not going to a landfill. They're not going to in the gar. You know, they're not going the garbage. They're each of those pieces, even if they're broken up, are going to somebody who is a collector who is going to enjoy mm -hmm. them. That's exactly. what you want because you've you're somebody who you know is either done with the collection or you've inherited it from you know someone else, a family member, and you're not interested in it. So just be happy it's going down the line to a collector is what I say. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to buy your your memories. I'm just trying to buy your item. You know, yeah. so, I'm trying um, to buy your plastic. People yeah, can. So, I mean, there's there's different ways I approach it as a collector seller. So I don't look at this as a business. I know some people that have brick and mortar stores, and I'm not saying you necessarily, John, but some people have a business and that's what they do, and that's how they make a living is out of their toy store. Um, I know Chris, you know, this is his job now, so he does this for a living. Um, I, you know, fortunately don't have to do this for a living. It's just a, a hobby for me. So I'm a collector seller. So that's how I, what I tell people is I use the money that I make on certain items that I buy to fund my collection. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I go about it. You know, obviously you can't keep every, I, I tell people, you can't keep everything. everything. Like I just bought a few things the other day off some guy and you know four or five of the items i'm like i can't keep all this stuff i have to move it you know and um you know i'll keep a couple of things like chris kept a couple of the graded items but like who's going to keep 110 graded items you know it's just you can't do that so yeah and that, that actually about it i just be up front and be like yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I buy stuff to fund my collection and yeah i'm gonna sell some of these but i'm gonna keep a few as well you know yeah, I was okay. just going to say, John, that, that was that was actually my other point that I kind of forgot about in the moment. And Chris already spoke to it, but I'll just say real briefly, that was the point is we're basically talking about collections here. We're not talking about a couple of action figures. I mean, you yeah. can sell that a hundred different ways. And and that's kind of not what our point is here when we're saying some people are are a little scared off to sell to sellers. So we're talking from small collections to large collections. But when you when you start getting into the medium to large collections of anything of you know modern Star Wars, vintage Star Wars, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Motu, GI Joe, I mean, it, the idea that you're going to find somebody who is just starting out to collect that line and is willing to drop you know probably thousands of dollars to get a big lot at once. It, it's a needle in a haystack. It's a fairy tale. It's not happening because the person who might actually need all that stuff down the line, if they've got serious about that, that line of collectibles is not going to jump in that deep of that deep end of the pool right off the bat. You know, they're going to get, they're going to go slowly. And that's also part of the enjoyment of collecting is, is going slowly, finding the pieces and no, no one jumps in and buys 110 of anything when they're just starting out collecting that thing. So you're, if you want to sell, you've either got to do the work and go to the places where you can list those items in small groups, in lots, or individually, or you're going to end up selling to somebody who's going to break it up and sell it. That's yeah, just the way it works. You have to do the work. If you're not willing to do the yeah. work, that's what you're going to be doing. And that's why it's whether whether you love them or you hate them, you know, for the most part, I've always gotten good feedback on 
all my deals that I've done because if anything, I'm actually, I, I was helping them more in the long run than I was anything because there's different, you know, there was different circumstances of some collections that I picked up. One was a wife whose husband passed away and he was collecting for 30 years and it was sitting in his basement. He didn't, you know, she has no idea what she's doing with this stuff. This guy just collected for 30 years. He had tons and tons of stuff. Can someone just walk in and screw her over? Yeah, but luckily I don't do that. Yeah, of course. But luckily I don't do that. And she wants to sell the whole entire thing to one person. That was me. Who's going to have $30,000 to buy it? Me. You know, so I did that. And then another person, their nephew was a young, let's just say a very young kid. He was sick with cancer and he needed to sell his stuff to raise some money, you know, for, to help him out. And, um, you hear that story. I'm not going to offer, you know, 40%. I'm literally giving like top, top, top dollar because I wanted to help him out. So I ended up buying the collection. Unfortunately, the kid ended up dying. I still made a very large donation to their um, GoFundMe, actually, in the name of all of us. I never even told you guys that, but I did it in the name mm-hmm. of all of us. And um, I still talk to them. I still talk to them, you know, to this day. So it's like we help out just as much always with people. Yeah. Yeah. And very, you know, very nice. speaking as someone with a, and I, I never knew you did that. That's awesome that you did that. Um, but speaking of someone who does now, only four of us, right? Just the four of us. Yeah, yeah. Not your, not your brother. I did the four idiots. Yeah, the four idiots. <laughs> the four idiots. <laughs> but speaking to someone who now has a brick and mortar store, I'm not. I don't have any expectations of this being something that's going to be my career. You know, um, I want to do this for fun. I want to do this to keep the doors open. I want to do this so people can come and, you know, see stuff. Talk, hang out. Or buy stuff that they can't buy or hang out, you know. I hope that we sell stuff. I mean, we're going to be selling other things besides finished toys. But I hope that we sell enough just to keep the doors open. And it's a place for people to come and have refuge and see some really cool stuff. Like a cigar lounge? No cigar lounge. Well, no. I, I heard that John is giving out free Red Bulls for anyone that comes to hang out. So. <laughs> yeah, opening day, we're going to have free Red Bulls. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be open by the time this this airs. Oh, gosh. But um, Well, it's not easy these days. I mean, you know, especially – it's not easy, you know, in general to keep us, you know, a local vintage slash toy shop open. Yeah. Um, you know, historically in the last, you know, whatever, 10 years. But now yeah. the economy is, you know, just kind of yeah. in the dumps right now. Um, <laughs> just when I decided to pull the trigger on this. Is are, you yeah. admitting, are you admitting to that, Shane? <clears throat> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I, we'll discuss that off the air. But, you know, it's that's I mean, that's a that's a. A realistic goal that's like i understand where you're coming from you want to have a place to hang out and mm-hmm. have fun but you know you want to keep it just get it going and keep the lights on and keep the doors open and have some fun with it um yeah. you know anybody who had the idea to to, to make a you know a business or a career out of that you know, man that's going to be so, tough it's going to be tough it's it's <laughs> you're going about it the right way is what i'm saying so the yeah. shop the shop down the street 
Um, the guy's had it open for seven years and he used to be a big collector. And I asked him when I walked in, I said, Hey, you still collect any of this stuff? And he said, yeah, I used to, but he's like, but I sold everything. I sold my collection. I sold all this stuff or whatever. And I'm like, really, you don't collect any. He's like, not really. He's like, it doesn't really, he's like, I love this stuff. This is why I have a store and that's how his, where he gets his income. But he doesn't collect anything. Cause it's just, I think it's gotten to be too much for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like why collect it when it's in here or, or whatever. And it's just it's to him, it's a business now, not so much a collecting thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you do know the old saying when they always say a drug dealer should never do his own drugs. You know, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like I collect, but then I also sell. Now, yeah. am I thinking I'm going to do this for the rest of my life? No, of course. Yes. I don't really think that that was the plan. Like I said, I, I was at my last job for 19 years working nights, you know, off Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights. It was just a schedule. It was just working nights, always working doubles and triples, not seeing my kids, having another son that was just born. I was like looking down the road and I was just like, I don't want to like miss out on all my kids stuff. And I was like, if I could do this for a couple of years to get me by until something else happens, then at least I'm home with them every day watching them. You know, yeah. that's kind of mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how I, how I'm taking it, if, you know, and if it lasts longer, it lasts longer. Great. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we we've uh, we've all seen in different groups or different, you know, different groups, depending on what you're collecting that we might be in. Uh, you, you see somebody come along and a lot of times it's somebody popping into a group, you know, kind of for the first time, um, you know, looking to sell a collection. Either they weren't in the group or they were offline before with their stuff or, you know, it's a family member, you know, coming on and saying, hey, I got this whole pile of stuff. Um, but you've seen that question before, uh, you know, what, what's the value or where could I sell this all together or blah, blah, blah. And the answer is always, well, you can get a lot more for it if you break it up and do the, do the work yourself, or you can, you know, sell it together and you're going to get a percentage, you know, you're going to get a lot less for it is basically what people say. And that's the decision you have to make if you have stuff to sell. I have actually one good question. I want to know if any of I want to know if any of you guys have actually experienced this. Have you ever got a collection in, like Brandon or John, and posted it online where people saw pictures, and then you have someone that tries to come in and buy the whole collection off of you? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, accessories. Yeah. Okay. Turn into a nightmare. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. So like. Obviously, I buy a collection. My job is to piece it out and sell it so I can maximize my profit. Right. I'll get hit up all the time, let's just say, for the loose graded items. I'll have a guy come in and be like, ah, I'll buy 80 of them and I'll give you uh, $50 a piece. What? Why, why would I do that? I'm the one who sourced this. I worked the deal out. I right. paid it. I'm going to put the work in. I, I don't. I don't want to sell no. you 80 pieces for 50 percent of the value. Yeah, yeah that's but, another thing with. Yeah, that's another thing with buying stuff like that too. Is like, um, there's one piece that I want. It's been on Facebook Marketplace for over a month, and the guy has ghosted me. I've talked about this before. But it's the Rimco McDonald Land playset. He's got the whole thing, and I'm not. I don't even want to. You know, McDonald's as in Mc. 
as in McDonald's? Yeah, they used to make these Rimco. Fi- Rimco used to make these figures. The Transformers, right? Models. Like they they transform. No, no. no they're those. they're action figures. They're like they're like really? eight inch Mego figures. Yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't know that. They had Ronald McDonald. They had Hamburglar. This is nineteen seventy eight. I just saw uh, a McDonald's playset thing for sale today at a toy show. Yeah, yeah, that was probably it. Big red box. Something like but that. Yeah. Grimace, they had all the figures and stuff. Hey, Chris, uh, Brandon was at a toy show today. <laughs> not shocked not shocked <laughs> but he won't sell it to me he won't he's ghosted me and i can't figure out why and send the me the link i'll buy it for you of, do i send me the link i'll buy it for you yeah well the only thing i can think of is that he doesn't want to sell it to me because and it's local it's because he's seen that i have a toy store you know that's the only thing i can think of because mm. It's been on for a month. Again, it's just—it's a stupid reason because if you're going to give him the price that he wants, what does it matter who he's selling it to? Yeah, and it'll probably (laughs) never sell. And it'll probably never sell. I want it for my shelf. Yeah, the toy store for as a talking point. You know, I didn't know they made that stuff. Yeah, like you guys didn't know. Do you know? I was confused. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those like. I, I know what you're those, talking about. Those toys that transform from the ham- like chicken McNuggets. You're talking about the hamburger, the, hamburger, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Big and Mac. The French, into- and the French fries. And they, yeah. and, and there was a little yeah. pancake. It was a pancake yeah, 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 yeah. The big, like, yeah. The big breakfast. Those. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, don't, I don't even know what those were, but they sold them in toy stores, right? They were actual toys. No, I think, I think, they're, I think they're, they're Happy Meal toys. No, they were Happy Meal toys. They came I don't out of think McDonald's. So. Yeah, the Happy Meal toys. I don't think so. I, I'm interested to know if I'm wrong, but I thought they actually yeah. sold them like as a in toy stores no, as toys. They're Happy Meal toys. Interesting. Okay. Because I had I them as a those. kid. I came across them at a toy show recently. A couple of them, anyway. I have all that crap buried in a box somewhere. Shane went to a toy show. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that was weird. like over this. That was over the summer. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's okay. almost yeah. November now. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon goes weekly. He, he I, goes. Any day that ends in Y, he goes to a toy show. <laughs> I have never, I have never heard and seen of so many toy shows in my life that Brandon yeah. goes to. I sent you a video. Did you see it? Yeah, of course you did. That's what I'm saying. How <laughs> he lives in the sunniest, nicest weather place in the entire country, and he only goes indoors. He's in an area where they have indoor toy shows in the nicest <laughs> weather in the country every day. <laughs> Your your comment was so funny today. It's how many toy shows do they have every day in sunny San Diego? So it's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous because I I actually like look around here on on Long Island. I'm like, I don't see any. When there are was they going on? A, a yeah. big one this weekend for two days, and I just didn't go. I was just like, I have too much going on. It's just like there's, not, um, not that important. There's one in in Vegas that I might go to here in a couple weeks, and that's weird. There's a LA Comic Con <laughs> in December. Yeah. All right, boys. I'd like well, to go. Anybody want to come out and visit the Vegas, of, LA? The life of Brandon. That that should be its whole other episode. He'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Disney, let me know. I'm going soon too. <laughs> he's he's got he's got a season pass to Disney and a season pass to Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Work uh, trip. Yeah, work trip. All right, folks, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Comment, like the video. Let us know what you thought of this topic. Uh, if you're looking to sell a collection, or do you have a problem selling to sellers? Do you Have you heard of that You know, before? Do you feel like uh, 
you know, there's other reasons that maybe we haven't discussed. Let us know. We'd, we'd be happy to hear. If you're watching, or I'm sorry, if you're listening on, on a podcast app, we appreciate you as well. Come over to the YouTube channel and look at the other content we have. We have a lot of other videos that come out throughout the week. And uh, and that's it, boys. We'll we'll uh, see you again next Sunday and, and Wednesday in between. Yep. And, and, uh, and that's it. That's all another, I have to say. Another good episode. <laughs> all right. See you guys later. Thank you. Later. My, by the way, my my daughter, I showed her like randomly like five endings of episodes because she didn't believe me that we said, bye. <laughs> she was cracking up. Brandon goes, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>